Welcome back to the Big Let Go Show. I am your host, Monica Fay. I'm a professional organizer and declutter expert, and I'm passionate about where uh, mental health and physical mess meet, where they intersect. I know it's been a while since I've been on here, but I am back. I have been on months-long journey. I can't wait to catch you up on all my adventures and get back into the mix talking about everything clutter and letting go and how that is affected by our perception of our identity and our history and our mental wellness and our emotional health and all of that. I'm so excited to be back. And I've got about 10 episodes lined up with different guests. Some are with just me and some are clients of mine. I'm going to have my mom on here, so I'm really excited. In the last few months, I have been everywhere. I went to Spain. I went to Morocco. I was with clients in California and DC. I was in New York City. I was visiting family in Ohio. Oh, let's see what else happened. I, oh, yeah, this is, this is an interesting one. I went to Breckenridge, Colorado, and I was skiing there with a friend. Well, not even, it was beautiful, by the way. I mean, Colorado is just gorgeous anytime. Uh, if you've ever been there, it's just beautiful. If you haven't, go, go, go. But not even a minute and a half onto my first ski run, there was absolute chaos, of course. Um, I grew up skiing, background. My dad would take me skiing when I was really little, and I was hitting double black diamonds when I was like eight. I loved skiing. I was really good at it. And that was like a thing my dad and I enjoyed doing together. It was our little getaway, you know, from Maryland and Virginia. We would just go up to Seven Springs and different East Coast slopes and go skiing for a couple days. And that was kind of our little big adventure we got to have together. Well, when I moved to California, I was 17. I was in my first year of college and... I was really excited. I wanted to start skiing because we've got the Sierra Nevada mountains out in California and all the other ski resorts and and, uh, mountains, everything there. So I was really excited to go skiing until I found out, this is not now, it's not like this anymore, but it used to be like this or how I perceived it back in 2004, 2005 when I first got to California. Oh gosh, I'm dating myself. But um When I first got to California, I was excited to ski with my new college friends, and I learned quickly that skiing was for losers. It was just for old people and losers and, you know, uh, older than us, whatever college kids perceived it as, older than us and just not cool. It just wasn't cool to ski because people in California, a lot of them loved to snowboard. So I was like, all right, challenge accepted. I'll, I'll figure it out. How hard can it be? So I started learning how to snowboard in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. And I, not to brag, not to brag, I was awful at it. Awful at snowboarding. But because I am competitive with myself, I never stopped trying Every ski trip or snow trip we went on, I would get back on that snowboard. I was never good. I would eat it all the way down the mountain. Never made a complete run without absolutely falling and destroying my butt. Um, 
and, you know, didn't learn my lesson and would sometimes not wear wrist guards, which is absolutely a no-no when you're snowboarding because you fall hard. Um, so sometimes I wore the, the wrist guards, sometimes I didn't. And I just got my butt kicked for 10 years straight. For 10 years straight, I did that. I don't know why I wouldn't go back to skis. It's like, don't you just want to enjoy your life? Who cares if people think it's nerdy or old to ski? Anyway, I kept at it. I really wanted to get good at it. Now I'm okay, I'm decent, whatever. But it's still not as good as when I was skiing as a kid. So fast forward. It's been a few years since I've snowboarded because there was the pandemic and I just, as things opened up, I didn't, I just didn't take any ski trips the last few years. So when my friend Bella asked me to, if I wanted to go on a ski trip with her and she skis, I was like, well, yeah. And now it's cool to ski again. I mean, it's not even that it's cool to ski again. Nobody cares. Just nobody cares. And also, and more importantly, I no longer care. I am in my 30s. I am not in my, you know, late teens, early 20s, giving a shit what other people think anymore. So I was like, all right, I'll get back on skis. It's been, you know, forever. Haven't skied since Nam, but I, I bet it's like riding a bicycle. You get on, and it's like time didn't happen. So the first couple days of this trip, Bella's skiing without me because I had some work I needed to do. So I stayed the first, I think, like day and a half, two days um, in inside. And I was enjoying the snow and just being in the mountains. It was absolutely gorgeous. Oh, man. But I, I didn't go those first couple days. Third day, I go get my skis. I'm so excited. I'm putting them on and everything is just clicking into place. I am ready. I'm like, okay, I'm a little nervous, but I can do this. I'm going to figure this out. And if I fall on my butt, who cares? I'm not embarrassed to fall. Snowboarding literally obliterated any type of humility I could possibly have. Any dignity I could possibly have left was obliterated by my terrible snowboarding for a decade. So didn't care if I would look terrible in skis. So Bella's excited. I meet her on the slopes. We go, you know, kind of slow. She's being patient with me and she's like an excellent skier. She was on a ski team when she was younger. Um, and so she's being patient with me and we get in the line and I'm like, Oh, skis feel great. Wow. It's like, I feel like I never left them for a decade. Things are good. The next thing, you know, you get in the line, you have to get through and not be the person that holds up the line. I, I passed that test. Next thing is, can you get on the ski lift without being the, the jerk that falls or tangles their ski and then the whole ski lift has to stop? So I get right on. I sit perfectly. I'm proud of myself. It's a beautiful ride up the mountain. Beautiful ride. And we're telling ski stories, funny ski stories from our childhood and we get there and I say to her, okay, now here's the test. If I can get off the lift without falling and again, having the lift, lift stop because I fall right under it, um, that's going to be a good sign. So she's watching me, making sure I'm good. I get off the lift. I ski down a few feet. And I'm like, whoa, perfect, perfect. Things are so good right now. I am starting to be like, I think I'm king of the world. I'm starting to get my little ego is getting boosted. I'm like, oh, you can't take my skill set away from me. Ski pro, double black diamond at eight years old. Who? 
me. That's who. <laughs> Just being ridiculous. So she goes ahead of me a little bit. I'm starting to ski down the slope. I mean, we choose, or we're going to go the left or the right. We choose to go to the right. And I'm going down the beginning of the mountain. I try to turn my skis to the left. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the left, the right, just zigzag a little bit to get the feel for this. And it's starting to feel really good. I turn my body to the left and my skis did not because I'm so used to moving a snowboard. I forgot how to move skis differently. So I'm moving, shifting my entire body and like really using my core to shift my, my legs. My skis aren't going anywhere. They're going the exact same direction they were before. When I tell you, okay, first of all, if you've ever had a bad, like an injury and it's like where it doesn't hurt, but you hurt it and you just know it's bad. That's what happened. I turned my body and I heard my knee. It was a series of four pops. And, you know, I've got snow gear on. Thick snow gear. And I hear this knee and I just, I didn't even fall. I just stood there and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, what just happened? And I, that's what I said. I was like, I my oh, I hurt myself. I hurt myself. And Bella stops and she's like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I don't know. I don't think I'm okay. And I tried to sit down and I could feel the pressure in my knee and so I tried to move forward, couldn't move forward, couldn't really sit down. Finally, Scott got my butt on the ground, took my jacket off so I could sit on it. So my butt, you know, the snow wouldn't soak through anywhere. And the ski patrol comes over and she's so nice. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, it doesn't hurt yet, but I, I feel like my knee doesn't have any support anymore. She's like, Ooh, you probably tore some tendon, MCL, ACL, something. And we talked for a while and I was in good spirits. And I even told her, I was like, she's like, did you fall? How did this happen? I tell her, and I was like, you know what? I didn't even get to hit anybody. I didn't even get to tumble down on a giant snowball, just like skis all akimbo. I didn't get to hit a tree. I wish that I could have just at least had a huge fall to really justify the fact that I am rapidly aging into my thirties with this injury. So we're joking about it. And I just was like, I just, I wish that I had had this awful accident and I, to justify this instead, I turn my body and I am now decrepit. I am just, you know, a bag of, you know, broken tendons and sadness and shame. So Bella is laughing. She and I are the same where it's like, we care when people are hurt, but it's like, we can't help but laugh. So it's like, I'll get you a first aid kit. I'll do whatever I need. I'll put a tourniquet on you, but I'm going to be like, oh, my <laughs> and she does the same. So when she was laughing, I wasn't offended because she was helping me, but she was hysterically laughing and recording me. And I was like, yes, record this because we're going to need this later. Well, the um, medic, she was really nice. She has to strap me into a yellow, like, canvas, what I would describe as a body bag, on a sled, Velcro me in, like, cocooned me in. All that was showing was my head and my shiny ski goggles and helmet, 
and the rest of me is this yellow material on a sled. Like I, I looked like a giant, I looked like a caterpillar birthing from its chrysalis. That's what I looked like. And it was absolutely hysterical. So she's, she's starting to take me down the mountain. There's another medic who's skiing behind to make sure everything, like, you know, everybody stays out of our way. And there comes Bella, pro skier Bella, with just recording the entire journey down the mountain, laughing hysterically. It, and the video is absolutely gold. And it's on my Instagram if you want to watch that. It's Miss Monica Fay if you, if you don't follow me already. M-S-M-O-N-I-C-A-F-A-Y. <laughs> anyway... We get to the bottom and I refuse treatment because I'm like, you know what? I, it still doesn't hurt. I'll get a knee brace. I'll check this out at home. Well, let me tell you, that was the worst mistake I have ever made in my life. Should have got checked out within hours. I was in excruciating pain. Could not walk on my leg. I, I hopped barefoot on one leg down to the elevator and then got in the jacuzzi because all my brain was thinking was you need to either put heat or ice on this. So I just went straight to the jacuzzi. The funny thing is when I was in the jacuzzi, I met this woman and her adult son and we were talking and they asked me what happened to my knee because it was very apparent that I was injured. And I was telling them, I'm like, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I destroyed my ACL or MCL, whatever it is. And this young guy, he's really cute. And this was like, this just made it better. The mother says, well, my son is actually a surgeon. And I was like, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, do you mind if I check out your knee? So I'm in the jacuzzi and this beautiful surgeon comes up to me and like assesses my knee. And he ended up being really, really nice. And uh, I ended up having drinks with him and his family um, a couple times throughout the trip and uh, met his sister and his dad and everything. And so in his sister's also an emergency, um, emergency room doctor. So got to talk to them, them about my injury. And it was just like a really serendipitous moment that right after I have this awful injury, I go to the jacuzzi and I meet the people, uh, that can kind of, you know, I don't know, put my mind at ease or direct me a little bit until I can get home and get better help. So I love when moments like that happen where you just meet people you're meant to meet. And this family just, you know, so generous and hospitable and made a spiced wine and um, appetizers and charcuterie and just had this wonderful, like, it was so great because it was like, I was hurt and I was like, trying not to panic that I knew this is such a bad injury. And just meeting people that care for you right away and still make sure you have a good time um, was really cool. And that's what I love bringing into my life. And I feel like if we can create that for people, strangers or people we know, or, and we can be open to receiving that from strangers or people we know, just that's what life is all about, you know, these serendipitous moments. And so I'm glad that I made some new friendships there. And I'm glad that it was these people that were there when I, you know, right after I injured my knee. And I'm so glad Bella was there because she was the best comic relief and she was the best friend slash nurse I could ask for. She went out and got me knee braces and made sure I was, I was good all the time. Um, so I'm really thankful for her. She loaded the car with all our stuff. She returned my gear. Um, she drove the car. 
She was great. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. That being said, destroyed knee. I finally get home and I realize I'm like, hey, I have an injury that's now limiting my, my mobility severely. It's hard to bend over um, and crouch down and get things. It's hard to walk to the other side of the house um, in a reasonable amount of time uh, without hobbling. And so I realized that I needed to accommodate for my injury. I needed to, I needed to listen to my own rules for other people and people that I declutter, um, my clients. And I really needed to make changes, not only to my physical surroundings to make life easier for me, but also mentally to give myself grace that I might not be getting everything done in this time period. I might have to, like, I might feel bad that I had this injury or feel guilt. I can't beat myself up. It already happened. All I can do is move forward and have a good attitude about it. Also, when it comes to physical space, I'm not going to be able to clean up the same way. So I need to be okay with sometimes clothes piling up a little bit and then having to take it all at once or creating a new system for getting my laundry done or reaching for things or, you know, cooking even because I love to cook and that requires a lot of standing. And I'm also trying to eat really healthy and I've been seeing good results. So man, now all of a sudden I can't cook for myself as often. I got to figure out how to organize. If I am going to cook and be on my feet, am I going to meal prep so that I have food ready? And that was a big eye-opener for me. Now, so knowing all this, I had to really think about things that had worked with my clients, clients that have had mobility issues, um, people that have had back injuries and back surgery or are not able to reach certain heights to access things or people who aren't allowed to bend over or might use a wheelchair so they need to have um, items that are accessible to them in their chair or when they're you know sitting in certain areas. So I had to think back. I'm like, okay, I can't keep resisting this. I have to live the life I'm living right now. I'm not going to make my life harder. And so that was a little bit of a wake-up call for me to think about the ways that my clients who have mobility issues, how we have tapped into their needs, not their deficiencies, but their needs and the things that will make their life better if we have certain types of drawers or labels um, or if we have, instead of everything being on really high shelves, um, putting them on lower shelves and not using those that storage at all at the top and being okay with that, being okay with an empty space and not having to use up everything and just accommodating my clients where they are so they feel really empowered and feel really good about their access to their own belongings, um, whether it's a short-term issue um, or it's a lifetime issue. So I really started to change. And for a little bit, my clothes were a huge mountain and I felt really bad about it because um, I I like when my stuff is neat and I'm not always neat. Sometimes I throw things around. I'm an artist, so things get messy for me and then I put them in my system and I feel okay with that. I'm okay with the mess and then putting it away. But there was something different about feeling incapable 
of being able to put my own stuff away and just having this like big pile of laundry. So I had to give myself grace. And then I had to create, create a system for myself that was a little bit easier. And for that, I was wearing the same clothes over and over. So I would just do a tiny pile of laundry of just a little bit and not having all these clothes pile up anymore because I just couldn't keep doing a huge amount of laundry. I only was able to wear a couple pieces of clothing, wash them and change it out again. So that was a combination I made for myself. And the food standing there for long periods of time wouldn't work. So I had to make sure I was meal prepping. And I really am thankful I'm going through this experience. I'm better now. I'm able to walk longer distances. Um, I can now do squats, things like that. And I'm going to be rehabbing my knee in a lot um, more consistently. And I don't know if I need surgery yet, but I, I, it is more stable now. But um, I'm thankful for this experience, even though it's been painful and a pain in the butt to go through because it reminds me at any moment things could change for us. And when things do change, do we change with them? Do we allow ourselves to have ease? Do we allow ourselves to be supported in the new thing that we're going through or the new life that we have or the big changes? Do we allow ourselves the grace and how can I teach that to others or help my clients through it if I won't do it for myself? So there was a bit of unlearning I had to do over the last you know, month or so, figuring out if I wanted to beat myself up or if I wanted to make changes that benefited me. And I chose me. I chose me. And it felt really freaking good. Um, and to also know that I can adapt and I'm resilient and I can change and I don't have to be so set in my ways. And that also brings up, you know, confronting certain types of attachment, attachment to routines or the way things should be, not just your, your stuff, but attachment to, you know, a routine if that's taken away from us, does that take away our identity or our confidence or our concentration? And how can we, or how can I do something to strengthen that again, but in a different way? So this injury has definitely been a lesson. Um, it has made me more creative. Um, it has made me um, confront myself a bit more. And it's also opened up new conversations with some of my clients um, about their needs, which is really cool too. So I am thankful for this experience, even though my injury was highly embarrassing and I was the person who went down the mountain with the medic in the yellow cocoon with my little head popping out. And usually I'm the one who's going, ooh, I wonder what happened to that guy. But that guy was me this time. Um, so I thought that'd be just a fun story for you guys and a little, just a little something about change that comes to us and, and, uh, not, re not resisting it, not resisting it. And we'll always resist a little bit in the beginning because it, it can be a shocking change when things like this happen, but, uh, to not cling on and to our, uh, just allow that for ourselves, that change and that fluidity and relearning and unlearning. Um, so I'm glad you tuned in today. I'm glad to be back. We've got 10 episodes coming up. We've got guests, uh, really interesting ones. We have some solo shows with just me. I'm so glad you're here. And 
If you haven't yet, there's a free ebook on thebigletgo.com. There's a 21-day Big Let Go declutter challenge that we're in the middle of, but you can sign up right now if you want. If you go to thebigletgo.com, downloading the ebook will automatically enter you in that. You will get all the material. Um, and if you don't want to be a part of that, you can just opt out, but go ahead and get that free ebook. Um, it's just my framework for decluttering quickly, especially when you're overwhelmed. You can find me if you want to see more of my content, if you are more visual, if you like to see videos or you want to hear me even more, like you're not tortured enough here, but if you want to hear me even more, um, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram under Miss Monica Fay, M-S- M-O-N-I-C-A-F-A-Y. And I just opened a YouTube channel under Monica Faye. So you can just find me there. It only has like two videos so far. But whether you're a TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube person, you're gonna find me. Um, I'm excited for all the new stuff that's coming up and how deep we're gonna go on some topics. If you are able to rate this podcast, I would really love it. And also tell me in the comments what you want me to talk about. I have endless topics, but I wanna know what's real for you right now. I wanna know what you're struggling with or what you're curious about. We can talk about mental health, emotional wellness. We can talk about physical clutter and letting go. We can talk about like clutter and technology or mental clutter. We can talk about um, how to let go of things. We can talk about organizational systems, organizational systems that fit a certain life that you have or an experience you're going through. We can talk about how we relate to others at our work or at home or in our community who might have a different lifestyle than you and it pushes against the way you stay organized or the way you keep your things. Just let me know. Give me a rating and tell me in the comments what you want to know about. I'd love to hear from you. I've been, I'm thankful that I have been graced with amazing listeners and friends who have already started to rate this podcast over the last few episodes from last year. Um, So I hope we continue that and I'm excited to keep doing this for you. All right, I'm signing off. I'm Monica Fay, your professional organizer and declutter expert. It is a good day to have a good day. Let's keep this momentum going.